All right, y'all, I got a special treat, my first official interview. We got Cool Cass, who's been doing eight years of uh, music producing with over 120 videos. He hails, you know, he's kind of like a military uh, brat, you feel me? He originally is out here from Rialto, California. He uh, relocated to uh, New Orleans back in um, seventh grade, then joined the Army and, you know, uh, went to the Bay. And from the Bay, got stationed in Germany. And today we're going to find out why and what's his passion behind music directing, what led him into it, and uh, what he's got going on currently, all right? So without further introduction, yes, welcome Cool Cast. Hey, what's popping, everybody? All right. All right, Cass. So basically, what got you into music directing? Well, I started doing uh, music videos. Um, I started in school. I went to a, uh, a sound school in the Bay Area, and the first thing they had you do was make a short film, and the process of the short film really caught my attention, so, you know, the film came out, we did all the elements to it, and it did good, and then the next thing we had to do was do a, a podcast, which is like a short documentary, and it went viral, and from that moment, I just been hooked on film and kind of ditch the sound program all right cool they uh were there any particular influences that push you in that directing just my films are better than everybody else's <laughs> so you saying there's no one that you look into for that was influenced at that time i mean not at the time and i and i mean everybody as far as in the classes i was in because okay. we had former film student graduates film okay. graduates at, at the school at the time so they just knew all this stuff about films but i just felt like what i did with the group i was blessed to be around just came out way better and i was so in the sound i don't come from a musical background so in the sound program everybody comes from making beats recording stuff so in classes and stuff i was just so lost i was just so behind the curve from everybody to where I was just really falling behind, but I had this camera, and I just kept shooting. All right. So I would say, as the uh, as your skills grow, grew, did you find any difficulties to adjust or anything like that? <clears throat> One of the biggest things was to adjust because I blindly came into the game thinking there wasn't a lot of people who make videos. Uh, so I thought the market was definitely going to be a lot easier to get into. And once I got into it, it was totally the opposite. I mean, it was just as many filmmakers as there were rappers. You okay. know? So now you're starting to compete to do videos for free for people. You mm. know, Because everybody, especially like in the Bay Area where they have so many different film schools, you had a new hotshot graduating every new, every six months. Oh, wow. So, so what was your first uh, video that you did for someone? The first music video I did was for a group called The Firing Squad. Okay. Uh, 2009, we did it. Um, and it was great. It, was, it came out okay. I mean, I look back at it now like it was horrible. But at the time, <laughs> it was rocking, you know? Okay. And I don't think they're a group anymore, but they definitely got me started. And they opened up the door to me to get into the Oakland 
rap scene. And from there, I just navigated. Okay. And then um, I would say, was there any type of research that you had to do on that particular group or or whatever you want to do in that music video? or No, because I was still coming off of doing the short films and things. So I, I thought I pretty much had a good idea of what I wanted to do. What I will say is those guys showed me a lot of different music videos from a lot of different Oakland artists that in turn became a, a real big study guy for me. Okay. Okay. And I would say, how long were you in the Bay before you transitioned from the Bay Area? To LA? Yeah. Oh, man. I was in the Bay Area 10 years. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, ten years. definitely, um, what was the differences that you noticed from the Bay Area to the LA as far as the musical scene and just the vibe? <clears throat> the Bay Area, what I, what I learned is a secondary market. So, it's a big place, but it's still a secondary market. So, the avenues and the doors or the gatekeepers there are very limited. You know, especially in the hip hop scene, in the in the urban culture, you know, the avenue is probably one, maybe two avenues you could walk through. And most of them were through the radio. So if those guys didn't sign like radio deals or go through the radio, they were pretty much outcast. And, you know, the Bay is known for releasing one big artist a year. Okay. You know, it's not like the floodgates. And then, you know, out here in L.A., everybody knows somebody. Right. You know, you just literally have to position yourself to be in the right position to shake the right hand. You know, it's still a grind. I don't want to seem like it's easy because everybody knows somebody. So it's still a lot of phoniness Mm. that still goes on. But you can still put yourself in the right position, though. All right. So to give the listeners, I would say a uh, particular day for you, you was doing, a, let's say, a music video today. What's the process? Because everybody sees the, the glitz and the glam of afterwards, but what's the process of doing a music video? You know, the process is definitely, one, getting the proper mindset. Because just like you said, a lot of people see the glitz and the glamour, so they think it's one big party. So a lot of people want to show up high or drunk already and and not realizing we about to go to work. Okay. You know, this is going to take up most of your day. All right. So this is a job. Yeah. This is a job. It's fun, <laughs> but you, we about to work. This ain't okay. about, this ain't a party, you know? So, I mean, that's the thing. Just hearing the song, getting the vibe with the song. Uh, location is key. Um, and then from the location, you can start building from there, from different props to lightings to... Uh, different extras, actresses, models, or however you want to say it. But, you know, no, I don't approach... I, I approach every video with its own project. I don't do anything the same. Because everything has its, has its own vibe. So, the very first thing is definitely get the vibe of the song. And then... And I definitely try to get any ideas from the artist. Because a lot of the times... Dealing with music videos, people don't care about what you think. They want what they want. Okay. And if you don't know what they want, you could spend all this time doing all this work, getting all these ideas jotted down, and they don't like it. So okay. I, I definitely try to get their vision and then try to turn their vision into a reality. All right. Now, you said the most important thing I think it is, is uh, 
you said the location. Um, why is location key in a music video? Because location is a character in the story. Um, so, you know, if you have a, a good location where you can control the lighting, an indoor location, then there's, you know, the possibilities are just kind of unlimitless, uh, unlimited. So, you know, it's uh, the location is just the character of it. It tells uh, a lot of the background story of your song. So a lot of times when you see some the run and gun videos, I mean, they are they are good in the editing process, but as far as the overall vibe and the feel of it, you know, it kind of leaves a viewer all over the place. Okay. And that's mistakes I did with my first video. Like we went to nine different locations to shoot this video. Now I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> logistically wise, it doesn't make sense to do nine. It, now. it doesn't. Okay. It really doesn't. Be okay. Because the format and the everything is a formula, you know, and that's the thing that that I definitely try to embody is don't re don't reinvent the wheel. Okay. You know, just get in the car and drive. All right. Everything is a formula, so you could take one little room and shoot a whole music video in it if you just follow the formula. Follow your formula. Now I've seen you did videos in uh, let's say New York. How was that? New York is everything, everything, the vibe, <clears throat> the vibe of it, you know, everybody's out there hustling and moving, you see, that's why they move so fast, because everybody's out there getting it, nobody got time to stop and talk, or none of that, because it's, they just out there getting it, and then the actual landscape of it, the architecture of it, you know, the colors of it, it's just, and then it's so massive it's it's unlimited places to to film to to take pictures or whatever is whatever you do artist wise is unlimited places to go out there okay i would say um here in the inland empire just the la area the bay area is there any particular places that you love to go shoot at that can give you some of the similar characteristics I love to shoot anywhere because, like, even in the IE, there's a lot of open space. Okay. There's a lot of desert. There's a lot of older hotels. You know, it it doesn't cost as much to get things done in the Inland Empire. And L.A. is the same. I mean, L.A., there's countless places to rent, to film. Uh, there's countless places to do a night shot with the most beautiful lights. Um, and in LA is it's 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 easier to find actors and actresses and models to be in your film. It's easy in New York too because New York is definitely the place for models. But LA, you definitely get a lot of actors and actresses uh, involved with your project. So you know, so I, I literally that's one thing I love about film is I can go anywhere on the planet. Okay. And and find something beautiful and film it. Cause it doesn't matter. Burn a burn a burn down house. A half burned down house is one of the most beautiful locations to film at. Okay. So anything is literally can be turned to art. Now, with that um, locations and you're dealing with a lot of artists, I would say are what? Well, who makes the best type of video that? 
newly undiscovered artists or that artists that's I would say established, well known, done did the process before. What do you think? Uh, it, it's I don't think either really, uh, because sometimes you can have one of the best experiences with someone who's brand new in the game, and then sometimes you can have some of the worst experience with someone who is established. I think it's all just a matter of taste. Um, and I think the most important part is to have a really good conversation in the beginning just to make sure everybody's on the same page because so much time is lost in the creative aspect when it comes to taste. Okay. You know, it's like, I, I always like to look at it from the audience standpoint. Okay. And when I look at it from the fan standpoint, they're not going to care if you got on a red shirt or blue shirt. True. True. <laughs> you know Very what I mean? True. Or this, that, and the third. That, that That's your preference. Right, right. You know, you're making a big deal out of that. Right, because I never thought about those little things. Yeah, like they that don't the really care. And I, and I, so you just never depend. But sometimes you can have some of the most greatest experiences with established artists because they have an idea. They know what they want. They... You know, they know what it's going to take. You know, they already have a support group in place to, you know, for whatever they need, whether it's extras, locations, you know, or just to push it out to the right people when they're done. And then you can have somebody who's fresh in the game who thinks they know everything. Okay. You know, because their homie met somebody who's in the A-list position. So now they had a conversation once and now they know everything. Okay. So. Right. So let me ask you this then. Uh, has there been a music video over your time of doing it to you? Like, man, uh, what we talked about is not being done in the video at all. It like went left the whole oh, direction. All the, time. all the time. All the time. I won't name anybody specific, but it's, you know, that's, 50% of my time is going through that. And again, it's just, to me, it's just a matter of taste, you know, like we would have a five shot rule, for example, filmed in the, in the process, edited into the, to the film. And then the artist and the manager is like, well, I want this piece, but this piece is going to mess up the five shot rule, but I don't care about the five shot rule. I want my piece in there. Okay. And you just kind of just, you know, so that happens all of the time. Does that make the project go over budget when it's like that? Or could it make it go over budget if it's like that? If you're adding more um, pieces to something that no, you guys are No, I wouldn't say to? over budget. Oh, I would say it takes more time. Okay. Unnecessary time, I think. All right. Now... Cast for my audience. We like to keep it real with my audience. Mm-hmm. Are these artists coming with the budgets that would say make their video pop to get the million views and all that? Are they this coming with chump change to where they only gonna get two hundred views? Honestly, let's keep it one hundred. So only only thing one hundred in life is God. Okay. Right? Okay. I like that. So ninety eight percent of the people that I work with. Have champagne taste with beer budgets. Ooh, 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 ooh. And 
how does that affect you? What are they expecting for you to do with that beer budget? <laughs> they expect me to make their shit look like... I had an artist tell me one time, well, I had a PR look at the video, and they said that the quality was trash. Well, who's the PR? Oh, he works with Beyonce. Well, well, I yeah, my quality compared to what Beyonce's quality is trash. Right. Because of... The money behind of what's going on, right? That budget of right. how many directors, how many cameras. The we're going to talk about the equipment too because I think that plays a big part. So all that going into it, did that artist realize that hey, we don't have the budget right now to get that Beyonce feel? They realize it though. They do realize it, but they still want that. Okay. They still want that, okay. and then you know they may know somebody. Who who can deliver what they want delivered, but they don't have the budget for it. Okay, definitely that. So budget is going to be a key point of making that viral video. Because I, what the budget brings is not only equipment, mm-hmm. it's extra people. True, nobody's working for free. Right. <laughs> so it's like, because when you, I, I've been blessed to be on a couple A-list music video sets, right? Other people are directing. You know, they have a guy who controls the lights, a guy who controls the camera, and then they have a guy whose specific job is to keep the camera in focus. Okay. Right? Right. And then they have a guy to uh, fan the lights, to block the light, then let the light shine. You know what I mean? So there's all these different people that adds to the quality of that video. On that... Just say a list level. How many people you think is on set? This for the production team. This for the production team. I see at least 20, 30 people. Okay, and then at your level, champagne budget. How many people are on set to help? On you? beer budget. Beer budget. I'm a one man army. One man army. So I think realistically, the expectations from the artist got to be that if you only see one person doing everything that a thirty person crew would normally be doing. The videos are not going to be the same. There's no way possible is going to be the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say even, yes, take it a step forward with that, the rollout of the video. Because after you get done editing and it's time to push, who's pushing out the video? Is it you or is it the, the artist? artist? Okay. I definitely support the artist. I What I definitely don't do is I definitely don't push it more than the artist. Okay. Um, I used to back in my earlier days, but now it's, that's your fans, your movement. That's okay. not, particularly for me, I'm not trying to gain your fan base. That's, this is your marketing selling tool. Okay. I just use what I do for you and sell it to other artists and managers so I can continue to gain, grow my business. Okay. But as far as pushing it and helping it to get on, like, you know, we've been on front page Vivo. I've assisted some stuff on MTV. And I don't have anything to do with any of that. Okay. You know, that's all. However, they work the situation now. Because people even ask me, how can I get on Vivo? I have no idea. Okay. I wasn't a part of that conversation. wasn't part of anything. I just got the call one day and said, hey, we're going to come out on Vivo. All right. Or we're going to be on MTV. Or we're going to be on CMC TV. Or whatever. Right. You know, that's always the artists and their connections or whatever they do. Now, with that, has the artist made sure that um, when you look at the videos on, let's say, YouTube, 
uh, you see the credits. Are the artists making sure that your name is in the credit? Yes. Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. So mm -hmm. then you can get that. Okay, who was the director of this video mm -hmm. type mm -hmm. of thing? All right, cool. That that has happened a couple of times. People, you know, don't want to give up the credit. But for the most part, you know, most people don't have, most artists don't have a problem with that. Okay. I would say, how old are you, class? Ooh. How old are you, bro, brother? Ooh. I'm anywhere in between... 39 and 24. Okay. So, let's say someone right now between that same age group or a little younger than that is trying to get into the game. What are What is the best advice and steps you would say for them to get to what you're doing now? You got to get uncomfortable. I know for me, I'm still struggling with a lot of discipline things. Like, you got to read. Okay. You gotta read, 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 read. And what are they reading? Not just books on filming, but definitely history and science and love stories and successful stories. Anything just to spark an idea. Okay. A lot of it, a lot of the times. People stick to, you know, my generation and younger, we're all visual learners, right? We don't right. like to read anymore. Right. So what happens is people will, too many people watch the same YouTube tutorials. Okay. And then they'll go get the same equipment. Okay. And then next thing you know, everybody's putting out the same type of video. Would you say that music is influencing, influencing that too? Because if you really listen to the radio... You have a lot of the similar music, and if you look at their videos of this, let's say, particular artists that know each other are because that particular artist had a hit song, the video was a hit, now I need the same type of beat or song, and now I need the same type of video. Do you think that's playing a part in it? Too? I think so, too, because at the end of the day, the artists get lazy, too. So I know from my process, like, it's such a organized, I try to keep it such an organized process. We meet. We talk about the song, we location scout, we scout for any extras we need, we get any props that we need, and then we film. Okay. And then once that project comes out, a lot of people don't want to do that anymore. They just say, I just want to film. Okay. I just want to shoot. So I want to shoot anything, anywhere. And I think the majority of artists are like that now. They so don't the wanna, planning process, they don't want to do They don't want to do they, don't, they want to go from A to Z instead of A, B, C, D through the, through the process of making sure that you guys are on budget, that you guys are green on, you know, how many extras, you know, all the different things right. that the concept matches the song and then the final product is great for the fans. Right. All right. I would say um, equipment-wise, is there any particular equipment a um, that you use now that you didn't use when you first started and vice versa? Equipment is always a challenge um, because it's such a gift and a curse. Because again, now that, now that everything is so much more accessible to everybody, you get the same results. So everybody has the stabilizers and the gimbals to where they can move. See, before... Hold up, hold up, Kaz. You, you got to break it down for our listeners. Break it down for I our am. listeners. So before, before the stabilizers and the gimbals, every, they used to be... The, what was popular was the steering wheel drivers. 
right? Where everybody get a camera. Okay. You know, like this. Okay. All the time. Now, they have the stabilizers and the gimbals to where you can actually move and walk and the camera be steady. Okay. Kind of like something attached to your body? Now they have so, so, uh, they're so advanced now. It's something you could just hold with two fingers. Oh, wow. And okay. just move okay. around with it. So, but now again, now you're still getting the same video from a lot of independent filmmakers. Okay. Because, again, people watch the same YouTube tutorials and and they just try to make that same video without putting any extra sauce on theirs. I, I mean, even in the editing realm, I mean, you got everybody using the same programs, downloading, downloading the same plugins, and now you have a lot of the videos with the same effects in them. Okay. You know, just because you may use it at 15 seconds and this person uses it at 45 seconds, it's still the same effect. Right, right. So, I mean... Right. You know. Well, I think a lot of it, if anything, is... I think a lot of times when you have everybody doing the same thing is because someone was successful. Then two people were successful. Then 10 people were successful. Now you got 100 people successful. So the new kid on the block, I'm like, well, hey, I got 100 people who use the same proof source. I'm going to do it. I think the biggest thing that's hurting the game is that you figure you 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 gave that age group. I'm going to say my age. I'm 41. So I was able to see music videos on Music Box. I was able to see music videos on MTV, BET. You don't have that anymore. And if you do have it, it's not mainstream like it was that you got out of school. You saw a music video once you got Definitely. out of school. Now when you see a music video, it's like 3 o'clock in the morning. It's on BET or Centric or one of the shows, uh, TV channels, and... That's about it. Two o'clock, three o'clock, and most of the generation now that <clears throat> is wasn't to music videos is older. They're not staying up to two or three o'clock to watch yeah. a video. The younger generation, you figure what, it's been about five years since 106 and Park is gone, so they don't have it. So now it's kind of like you only have that one avenue to watch a music video. That is YouTube mm-hmm. or someone's personal uh, Instagram, which is what, 30 seconds right. or more? Right. And sometimes even a snap. Snap of the video, right. which is instantaneous. So I think the game has got to where we're at a point right now. It's kind of like with music. When music went from hard copy to digital to streaming. Right. It's microwave. It's real quick. It's right. real easy. And it goes back to your point of uh, everybody's doing the same thing. Um, are there conventions that people can go to other than, you know, like... Sneakers has their own convention. Complex as that. Mm-hmm. You figure uh, uh, anybody who's into um, the uh, the um, animated world, they got conventions for that. Is there music video conventions for people to go to to learn some different techniques to see a different point of view from a guy who's over in Japan or in Africa or could be living in Ohio or Hawaii and they're just doing something totally different to. Brought in I the game. in the Bay, they had their Bay Area uh, production conference thing. I don't know of any specific music video because it's still a big genre, but it's still a small, it's still a small pocket. Um, because the A listers are still doing some wonderful things with music videos, uh, and their ideas are just you know still stretching beyond limits. Um, I think a lot of times, I think the best thing for filmmakers is 
continue to read, but it's definitely you no. Know, you have the South by Southwest things, and you have the um, can't think of the one that's out here. Um, can't think of the one that's out here. But there's different. The thing about being a music video director, we're such a service based business. Okay. So it's still more or less. You have to kind of do and go wherever the rappers or the artists are. I mean, because it's either that or then film festivals. But you got to have a film to really... Right, be in there. Right. So, again, it's just more or less of an independent struggle. Because there's no real... That I really came across a real music video conference. Where people just go and display their music videos and talk about it and... Things like that. I mean, there could be. I'm sure that there is because there's so many things that's out there. I just haven't personally came across one. Okay. So, idea to the public. Somebody who got the money. Y'all can make it happen. There's an idea. Make it to where it's like complex sneaker con to where, hey, you got the best video directors giving good advice, tutorials. Uh, they're, they're letting someone like Cass coming in and show his videos, his processes. Techniques, I would say, and then for the new person that does not know anything about it, but they're starting off uh, with this with their phone because we're in a technology based world now. Uh, we're using all these different apps. People are getting on in all kind of ways from actresses to comedians who are just using their iPhone and a couple of lamps and making a video on the spot. And next thing you know, this cat's a millionaire because the video was so funny when it went viral with it. So I would say, yes, get it together, public. We got some different avenues out there. I think we need more of that. We do. There's been a couple competitions that I've seen, but no no panel discussion okay. on, on how to get better, how to even get started. Because the thing to get started in what we do, you don't have to have a degree. Okay. You know? So the so the thing is, I mean, the road is still long, whether in school or not. But without school, I'm sure it's longer. But the thing about it is to read everything you can and just shoot everything you can. Okay. You know, when I first got started, I remember in 2012, I put out like 32 music videos. Wow. Just And I just kept shooting and shooting and shooting and shooting and shooting and shooting and shooting. And, shooting. and by 2013, the first time we went viral. So, I mean, it has its advantages. You just got to stay on the grind. It's a long... A filmmaker is a long, long road. You know, some people hit it fast. Some people hit it slow. But it's just a journey that we all got to stay stay with. Okay. They, um, now that you're... What's your future for you? What do you see yourself doing? Is it films? Is it still doing videos? A combination of both? What's the next thing for the Cash? Next, the next, the next thing, Lenny Cash production is definitely starting to take off, and we're and I'm focused more on film. Um, I have two scripts in development right now uh, that I'm working on, um, and doing a lot more personal projects with some with some models of my choosing and things that I'm starting to produce my own film. Because one of the things that's tough in music video world is always trying to impress the next the next person. Okay. You know, and like I said, by God being the only entity that's a hundred, you can find a flaw in everything. 
Right, right. So I don't. I've had people say I want my I want my video to be perfect. Well, that's kind of impossible, perfect. right? Because that's impossible. Right. <laughs> I mean, so you're gonna always find something wrong with it, and that is what's starting to become a challenge, you know. And then you get you got the oh, I love you aspect of it. People love you when they want something from you, but okay. the minute you don't get, they don't get it, then they don't love you no more. So, please explain on that. In my career, I've always been approached so many times, excuse me, to join somebody's movement, somebody's team, somebody's company, or whatever. And they always try to package it as, we family. I love you. We family. Okay. And what I've, what I've come to learn fast is when somebody's like, I love you, we family, that means they don't want to pay you. <laughs> okay, that definitely that. That's that's they normally just, true. They 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 don't want to pay. Okay, they, they they want some type of discount. Even if they do pay you one time, they want the rest of them to be the hookup. Oh wow! Uh, and it happens so many times. That's how I become a one man army. Okay. Because even the people that I have working with me, they got tired of it. They're like, man, I'm tired of doing free videos with this person, or true, I want to get paid, or right. whatever. Um, so, yeah, so that's really what that means, and that's happened so many times to where it's kind of pushed me to start doing my own project, because people start complaining about, like, I've had times where people wanted to sue me and take me to court, because they don't like the way they looked in the video. Oh, wow. My hair wasn't combed. I had on old jeans. I had on the wrong shoes. I'm like, I... That's not on me. Right. I look too high in the video. Well, you smoked three blunts before we started shooting. Right. Like, oh, they, I look too drunk in the video. They thought you were going to edit that yeah, out. I'm like, well, you <laughs> killed the whole bottle of Grey Goose before we started shooting. Wow. I mean, wow. I would say when it comes to that, trying to use that we family, it's love type of thing, are contracts in place to avoid that? They're not. That's how that happens. And again, you 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 have to value yourself. Uh, something that I've struggled with for years. Uh, you have to value yourself and just realize. I mean, I I get it. People, everybody's not good at business. Okay. You know, business is a totally different animal. You know, and me being an artist, I just like to do the old fluffy artist shit. You know, okay. the old walk in the roses and. Paint the beautiful picture. Okay. You know. So pretty much, hey, we we it's a handshake deal. We said what we we're gonna do, and then uh, it goes left. Every time. Every time. Every time. All right. I would say um, management has their manager got with you, your manager with you them to to work out this process. Because the reason why I say that is. If you're going through this, I can just think of the thousands of people who are going through this. And it could be why I'm saying there is a lack of videos of different nature that we can see. Because it is that process of, hey, I got to get this person, makeup artist, that person, this person. No one's getting paid. You're not even feeding us. Mm -hmm. I got to feed you. The little money you did give me was eight hours of a waste of time for everybody. But you got this video now. Right. So how do we combat this, I would say? How do we get 
to if it if it's not going to be for you for the next ten kids, be you know after you to where they doing good business and for the artists to know also you got to be doing good business because they'll be the first ones to complain where they're not getting paid at a gig because someone booked them and oh yeah man the door was short because that's the number that's the number one thing artists really face is they got jerked by a promoter but now they're jerking someone that's giving them a service right that that we're going to get into it i believe everybody can't do but so many people are trying to do it now facts the the best thing i can say is just set your price and live with it okay you know like i fall into the not wanting to be a nice guy a lot especially my earlier career to where I want you to succeed. Okay. I know you don't have any money. Okay. So I'm not going to let that stop us from working. Okay. And then when we get like 10, 12 videos down the line, I'm watching you spend money on everything else. But what we got going, it's like, okay. Okay. All right. So I can definitely see that. So it was more, hey, you get on, I'm getting on. We working together. But eventually... But don't I don't believe that anymore, though. Okay. Like, too many times I've been sold on that, but I don't get sold on the once I make it, we all gonna make it. If I decide to do something for you, then I decide to do something right. for you. Right, okay. You know, I don't... Right, you know, You're not hearing that no more. Yeah. Okay. If you got a song that I really like, and I feel like we could, like, I want to shoot it, and I know you don't have any money, then that's my decision. Okay. You know that, that's saying? fair, that's fair. Yeah. You say, you know what, you made it to where... You're gonna do that video because the the love of the art at that moment. Now also, hey, no, I need to get paid. Uh, far as payments going, I would say is it fifty percent of it upfront? Is it all the day of the shoot? How does a it all depends on the value? At least for me, it all depends on the value. Like if if I charge somebody five hundred dollars or any five hundred dollars or less, I need all that upfront. Okay. You know, but Definitely. if we're going more, right. five hundred dollars or more, then I'll take half up front, then half later. Okay. You know, okay. I know how that works. Like I've done a couple thousand dollar deals, and that's how it works, and it works out fine. I mean, right. Yep. You know, here's half the money. I'm able to do whatever I need to do. Grease any hand pocket I need to grease, and then once it's done, before you get your video, let me get the rest of my money, and it's smooth sailing. They um. And after that process, typically, how long is it before the artist has that video for them to distribute to the masses? I I I typically give an artist fourteen to twenty one days after the final day of shooting. Okay, I'm not the type of filmmaker to sit on your video for three, four, and five months. Oh wow, that you happens. Know, it happens all the time. All the time. Because the editing process is not only the longest process, the tedious process, but the most boringest process for me. I'm not a, I'm not big on editing, so that process always takes the longest. So to sit down in front of a computer and edit. I mean, because typically it takes eight to nine hours to edit a basic music video. I'm not talking about all these extravagant effects and all that. Just the basic music videos, a solid eight hours. And what's going into those eight hours, so our listeners can. Know. As far as, 
as far as the 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 the, the composition of the clips being organized and put together, mm-hmm. uh, and then and then a, a color grading on it. Okay, okay, and just to give our listeners a little bit of vision of uh, the editing process. Uh, let's say we shot a scene right now. I would assume that the first scene is not the first part of the video. Music videos vary, but see, it all depends on how you shoot it. Because uh, music videos can be organized like a film, like a feature film. So what that means is, yeah, the first shot that we shoot may not be the opening scene. Okay. You know, you might want to, because if we have this light and this that we want in this particular room for the shot that's going to go at the end of the video, then we got to shoot that now. Okay. And then, like, let's just say you want to start a video, and the video is going to go from night to day, but in reality, goes we got to shoot from day to night. Okay. So we got to shoot the daytime shots first, and then the nighttime shots second. All right. That's that's why it's so key to be organized. With the guerrilla music videos, you just shoot as much as you can and get back to the editing table and watch what you got, and then try to come up with the best oh, wow. you can do. Oh wow! So yeah, and those gorilla videos—is it sometimes like, man, we don't even want to push this out and scrap the whole video? Does that happen a lot? I wouldn't say a lot. Okay. Uh, it can happen, but those are the times where I told you people like, oh, I look too high, okay. or I don't like the way I have on, or I was in a rush that day, so I didn't. These are all real problems people have told me, okay. and I'm like. Family, I didn't set the date. Y'all set the date right. and the time. Right. And you getting off work, coming straight here, that's right. nothing to do with me. So artists, I would say, if you're going to do a video, no distractions. No, oh, I got a baby shower. Schedule the damn video another day. No, I got to be at work in two hours, but you wanted it at 12 and you got to be at work at two. What the fuck, artists? Don't do that shit. This is the product that the company... Your company, your people, more probably your fans is going to see. If the shit was rushed, we're going to know. If it's trash, we're going to know. We're living in a society that trash is being accepted. No, no, no. If you're a great music artist, as you say you are, give us quality every single time. It can't be blamed on anybody but yourself. Fact. It's your money, for one. It's your money. It's your direction. Plan it out. Get with the... Get with the music director, no matter who it is, and really plan it out. If you plan for 10 girls, feed those girls. If they bust it, we already know they're going to be busted when we see them. If your homeboy doesn't know what the hell he's doing, we know. If you're supposed to get the fancy cars, rent the shit, or get with the people you know. But at the end of the day, make sure that your video is quality. Now, Cass, before we wrap it up, let's talk about something that uh, we was mentioning earlier. I'm seeing a lot of... I would say, oh, my homeboy's a music director. Hit my homeboy up for the low. Uh, $75 for a video shoot. $150 for the video shoot. They'll do it for free. Oh, my cousin just got a camera. They're going to shoot the video. They haven't had any training or they haven't done any time to really learn the game of being a music director. What is your thoughts on that? Um, A lot of that responsibility falls on the artist. Because you have to value yourself. 
Like, and, and there's no shortcut to success. Okay. You know, even in our world. So, I'm not discouraging anyone from picking up a camera and and getting it popping because I was once there too. And there were artists that wouldn't work with me until I got my skills up. Uh, and there's still artists who, who haven't worked with me yet because they don't feel it's there yet. And that's, again, this is a matter of taste. But artists have to value themselves and and stop looking for the quick, cheap way. Because if you're going to film a video that is... You know, when you have these low-budget projects, you have two out of three options. It's either going to be cheap and look good, but it's not going to be quick. Or it's going to be, it's going to be quick and look good. Uh, it's going to be cheap and quick, but it's not going to look good. You know what I mean? Right. And it could, be, it could not look good, or it could look good and it and it be expensive, but it's going to take some time. So you got to just value what you want to bring to the table. Just because this person has a camera and can give you a visual, that's not always... It's like the same saying, all money ain't good money. That's not mm-hmm. always the best situation if you're trying to grow your your business now now there is a flip side to that coin because again looking at it from the fan point of view they don't have the highest expectations so i think it i if you are going to just put out anything i think the more you put out you know even if it's bad or not the more you put out the better but if you just put out one trash ass video once every six months it's not gonna get it done. Okay. But if you drop a trash ass video once, twice a month, you can still gain a lot of momentum that way because everything is, like I said, based on taste. What I think is trash, and my main thing is awesome. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? So. Right. So artists, uh, uh, be consistent. If you push pushing out music, had a video to push out on it. We all know what YouTube can do for you. It's made some people some of the richest people in the world. And other people still trying to find their way around that system. But the key, the key thing is for the ones who are consistently putting out good music in with the video, or even if the song is not as good as someone may think it is based off taste, but you're putting out that music video to go along with it at least twice a month or more, and it's consistently growing, you'll grow your fan base. Your music videos will get better. The more music you make will get better over time. You'll mature. You'll know what's good for you or what what doesn't work for you. The same thing with your videos. And hopefully, the music and the video matches together. I really want to thank Cass for sitting down with me. Let me say one last thing. Oh, he got some more? One last thing I want to say to the people and to any artists out there. Stop putting out all these damn albums or mixtapes or whatever y'all want to call them. All that is wasted music. You want your stuff to grow? Put out a song. Put out a video with the song. Make a song, make a video. Make a song, make a video. Make a song, make a video. If you put out an album that has 12 songs, then you need 12 videos to accompany that album. That's not even me saying that. I mean, even Beyonce and them changed the game when they even did that. I don't want to hear about they got they got the money and all that because it don't cost that much. You just got to be organized and be ready and be ready to work. 
Definitely, definitely. Great advice there, Cass. Uh, do you want to give any uh, uh, social media they can find you at, email? Hell no. I don't want y'all hitting me up. Leave me alone. I'm good. <laughs> no, find me on Instagram at, at, at LennyCass. I'm on Twitter at CoolCass underscore I2I. LennyCass.com will be up soon. Uh, yeah, hit me up, man. Talk to me. Ask me any questions. You know, stop window shopping and asking me for the quotes. Just tell me what you want. Let's just go from there. All right, y'all. We really want to thank CoolCast for coming out today and giving us a great interview about the music industry as far as dealing with music directing and dealing with videos. And it's the process and, you know, the ins and outs, good and bad. Definitely stay tuned for this episode from PSK Radio, Print of Seek's Knowledge. This was definitely a great one.